<laughs> is this the real life? Is this just fantasy? Caught in a landslide. No escape from... This is a real rotten episode. Num number 95. That song came out in 95, right? This ain't no fiction. This is a reality. You are correct, sir. This is Real Rotten, the podcast where we watch movies underneath 25% of Rotten Tomatoes. I am Nick Lyons. I'm Steven Ramirez, and we're back, baby. We're back. We're back. We love it. We love it. We need it in our lives. Yeah, we backlogged some of the last 90s and the 90s episodes, and now we are we are reuniting after uh, Kyle served his quarantine sentence. He is yep. he is here. It hey is there. Call it the reunities, if you would. Oh, you reunities, and it feels so just fine. What the fuck is up, Kyle? Speaking of just you. fine, uh, we watched Showgirls. It's, it's so fine. It's so fine. It's not, it's not just fine. I don't know. It, it's borderline not even just fine. We're going to talk about we're it. We're going to get into it. We're going to get into the show. We're going to get into the girls. We're going to get into the how we're three guys talking about this. We're two guys and Kyle. And uh, fair, fair, there's, fair first fair. of all, there's one thing we have to bring up. It's the uh, elephant in the room. The uh, the uh, the the we go. the 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 syncope in the room, if yep, you would. Yeah, uh, it's hovering over all of us. Um, I'm the only one that's seen Tenet at this point in time. Congrats! And it feels fucking good. It feels really good that I I'm the real Christopher Nolan fan. I have taken, I've taken the wheel, much like Jesus. Okay. And uh, now I'm guys. driving that Nolan Lamborghini, the Nolan Batmobile. I'm in that thing. My favorite movie? The Tumblr. Guess what it is? My favorite movie? Dark Knight. I Guess thought you were going to say Batman Begins. <laughs> Batman Begins is, it was the beginning of my love for Christopher <laughs> Nolan. Oh, that makes sense. And then I went back and uh, watched Memento, and now I'm like, whoa, right? Whoa. <laughs> whoa, that part where he writes on his body, that's hot. All right. Move along. Anyway, I saw a tenant. Here's my uh, my my review with spoilers. Okay. Can't wait. Robert Pattinson <laughs> totally does it. He does, does it. Does it? Yeah, he does it. Oh man. Oh man, he does it. Oh yeah. The, he's just. Oh god. He he. Oh. If you that's know. anything like the Batman. <laughs> Sign me up for uh, call me the Batman because uh, I want to be inside that bad suit. Am I right? You know, long before this podcast was established, uh, I believe this podcast has always been Robert Pattinson. We are our Pat podcast. We are our yeah. Pat. We are ba uh, Bat Pat. Bat Pat Pod. And he did the thing where you start in a very bad you your bad your, beginnings. Yeah, bad beginnings. Legendary endings. You like you ride uh, a wave that turned out to be. What did the Twilight Wave turn out to be? Uh, corn syrup? No, no. Oh, the material? <laughs> yeah, probably corn syrup, and it was a ripple. Yeah. It was a ripple, but the ripple created the tsunami that is uh, Rob Pat in the, in, the 20, in the late 2015s. He turned it around. Is he, is he? Okay, real quick. <laughs> Here top, we go. <laughs> top three guys who don't give a fuck. Another tangent. Okay. Robert Pattinson. Yeah. Rob Pat. Shia. Yeah. Adam Driver. Shia has to be in there. Who is the third guy? Adam Driver. I don't know. I don't think he's... he's what about he, Willem? Willem is... Willem's Will, like Willem's the dad. The, he's the, the dad. He's, he's the, the dad to that. They <laughs> call him up when they're not sure what weird decision to make. <laughs> yeah. They're like... Uh, let's, <laughs> just, let's just get Willem. Robert Did Pattinson's you? like, I have these four scripts. And then he's like... Uh, and then Willem's like, take some peyote. Uh, eat all of them. Whichever one gives you the least stomachache, that's the movie you do. <laughs> Which one allows you to see your underground penis? <laughs> take that one. I don't think Adam Driver has a wild card enough for that list, though. 
I mean, he's ex-military. That's the only reason I give him the wild card status. You never know when he's going to um, John Rambo it and just just do a body exhibition at the at the Guggenheim. You know, I feel like he's bound for that. He's yeah. bound to be he's bound to be a visual artist more than an actor. You know who's going to be in that? John Boyega. He's going to be that guy. Yeah. He, he's speaking a little, of Star he's, Wars. He's a little mainstream, little mainstream, and he he does things that he think will only be hits, but. Uh, it seems like he could get wild with it. I can't believe we turned this into an all-cow podcast. First, we were talking about Chris Nolan. Now we're getting into Star Wars actors. Love it. Yeah. Uh, the, yeah, the spinoff of Real Rotten is Kyle's Podden. Uh, we're <laughs> podding about Kyle's stuff. Kyle's Podden, here's the song. Episode 12 and episode <laughs> 84 are going to be the same because it's <laughs> always going to be about Batman. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, what did you think, though? I uh, thought Tenet was... Uh, I understood... 79 80 what's the rotten tomato score of it 74? 74 that's how much of it i understood completely so you're just as lost as we still are not yeah having seen it you're well, right that's just the first <laughs> watch of any christopher nolan movie <laughs> exactly exactly yeah. i the he he lets you understand like the main plot but the uh the things that inform the main plot he's like it's gonna take a while and you're still not going to get it. Yeah, well, yeah. So, like, so uh, so it would be the example of, like, going to see Dark Knight. And one of the most accessible films in the Christopher Nolan-verse. Uh, Nolaverse? Nolaverse? Uh, Chris-verse? Chris-verse. Christverse. Unicris. Uh, <laughs> Unicris. The Unicris. Uh, that's really good. Um, where where y- you... And the Big Bang was uh, Batman Begins Bang. Batman. No, it was following. It was following. <laughs> no, but Batman Begins As I was saying, um, wow, you're making me lose my train of thought. So the being the most accessible film, The Dark Knight, um, at the end of the movie, any general audience member looked to each other and said, so did the Joker die? We didn't know. We didn't know up until uh, knowing that Heath Ledger was uh, dead. I got all that facts wrong. Cut that part out, Kyle. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, but Uh, I was... was Anyway, Tenet, I give... I give... uh, I liked it a lot. Did you? I'll say that. Did you? Is it better than Interstellar? Better than Interstellar. Okay. Not as good as Interstellar, but better. <laughs> but better. You know like, what I mean? Okay. You know what is I mean? It, mean? Is it like more of a grander scale? I don't know. It can't be on a grander scale. Not as watchable as Interstellar. You can only watch it. Well, okay, I get that. But I better than Interstellar. Not at like you can watch Interstellar. Interstellar over has and over. like Interstellar has like six very good sequences where you're like dope, 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 dope. Go. I've and, only seen it once, and then there's once. a lot of, t- and then there's a lot of times where you're like, well, mm, oh, mm. okay, sure, yeah. But uh, this movie was more along the lines of, uh, I, I just watched the whole movie. It was pretty good. Do you think it got? <laughs> do you think? Do you think it hurt it because it's just like, oh, it's another Christopher Nolan movie, and they like just if he had if he had done it under the pseudonym. Uh, Nistifer Colon, I would have been like, oh, I wonder who this Nistifer Colon guy. He's uh, he seems a lot like Christopher Nolan. So but if someone different. Yeah. What's wow. Christopher Nolan's brother's name? I would still see it in good Jonathan. Jonathan. Jonathan Nolan. Yeah. Do you think Jonathan Nolan would have made the same movie? That's I think that's what Kyle's getting at. Yeah, because they both write the same weird weird way. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Jonathan Nolan's more more. I think Jonathan not Nolan as mysterious is a as Christopher. Writer. Because he's written a lot of his movies. The only thing I want to know about Tenet is... is and when Nolan has done his own movies, he, I don't think he has been as successful. Because Jonathan Nolan did a lot of the Batman series. Yeah, that's like source material stuff. All the other ones are original. 
Prestige was an original. But he, uh, I just want to know if he came up with time backwards forwards first and then found us uh, a plot to fit it, or if he had this plot and was like, I need to make this fucking weird, and then just thought of the time backwards forwards, which no. we'll get to when you guys no. watch. No, he stole the, he stole the idea from Beautiful Joe, which is a video game created on GameCube. <laughs> he clearly played the game as like, I'm going to make a movie about this. Give me GameCube. And f- 20 years later, we have Tenet. Okay. That's all I got to say. We're going with that. Anyway, we're here to talk about not Christopher Nolan anymore. Sorry, Kyle, you can turn the podcast off now. Okay. Uh, we're here God, to talk about are actually good. Uh, show, we're done. Showgirls. It's the year is nineteen ninety five. Ninety five. Five years Vegas, old. Vegas is in the throes of its uh, weird period. I believe that was the year I first visited Las Vegas. I was five years old. You were five years old and you went to Vegas. They had a family theme park in Las Vegas in the nineties. Well, yeah. Believe it or not. Yeah. Yeah. At MGM Studios. MGM. Don't they Resort. still have a kids park in like? No, they have like a roller coaster in a couple places. New York, New York or wherever, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's where my dad brought me when I was seven, taught me how to smoke heaters, get on a, Hell yeah. how to break a cold streak. Hell yeah. Runner, runner. What, always hit uh, double, always uh, split double tens. Always double down on, on same pair card. Yep, yep, yep. Anywho, let's talk more about uh, Showgirls in a little bit. But first, a little taste. A little taste of it. Can I, can I go what are you going to Vegas for? Are you going to win? I'm going to dance. United Artists presents the motion picture event that asks, how far would you go for a dream? You're going to be a big star. Come on, ladies! Bell your body! And what price would you pay? You're a stripper. Don't you get it? I'm a dancer. About fame. It's not about fair. It's about power. From the creators of Basic Instinct. Showtime. Showgirls, rated NC-17. No children under 17 admitted. Starts Friday, September 22nd. Brilliant. Love it. Live it, love it. Don't understand it from the trailer. Yeah, the trailer actually condenses it pretty well into what the movie should have been because it's it cut out all the weird parts that they just added later on for almost... The weird time. extended scenes, uh, character interaction, things Literally like that. Everything. That's a weird stuff. Yeah, we'll get into that. I wish I could do this podcast um, writhing around, writhing around in the in water. Yeah, in a true, in a true, 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 or fully n- nude, only wearing stilettos. God knows that's my dream. Wow. Fried out, fried out, man. Uh, ratings. <laughs> Real rotten. Uh, rating, Kyle. What What do you got for us, bud? We got twenty percent. Critical score twenty percent. Un- even understand that. <laughs> because you don't get it, obviously. Yeah, one, you, don't, you don't get it. One no. out of five people will go to this movie and be like, I enjoyed it. Sober. Sober, mind you. Yeah, and a lot of those people are, are wildly different. Yes. So, some will like it ironically. Some uh, just like boobs. And some are... Uh, trash. Really messed up in their heads. Really and, messed up in their tra- heads. And trash people. Some took it as comedic <laughs> value. Some, some actually understood the message, uh, the, but we're going to get in. I don't think anybody. Uh, there Only was, one person, and it was the guy who directed the film. But yeah, we're and get his message was so convoluted that later on he uh, he was like, that, that's on me. Maybe it's on me. Yeah, <laughs> you guys, my bad. Yes. Didn't mean to ruin uh, multiple people's careers. Yeah. My bad. Yeah. Poor Paul. We'll get into that. Uh, audience score, Kyle. Is it much better? Uh, it is somehow. Uh, 37%. Oh hell yeah, yeah. dude! Which I think just proves there's more <laughs> trash people out there. I don't know. I th- it's I don't think it's a, a trash That's thing. That's fifty-seven percent trash people. If we <laughs> add those together, so uh, welcome to Trash Planet. I'm here. One in every one in every three. 
third person is I'm a here trash to get, person. Here to get your anchovy pizza. <laughs> I don't believe those stats because I believe the critical oh, percentage yeah, should be way so higher cool. because there's a lot more uh, trash critics out there. If you catch my drift, yeah, Nick lines. Uh, whoa, whoa, rotten whoa, whoa. tomatoes. Enemy of the podcast alert. <laughs> You're getting dangerously close, <laughs> my friend. Uh, rotten tomatoes blurb uh, states: vile, contemptible, garish, and misogynistic. And that might be exactly showgirls' point. That's fair. It's a fair, fair blurb. Yeah, they're getting at uh, what Paul Verhoeven was getting at, the director, allegedly in Joe Esterhouse. In uh, that way more convoluted way. Like yeah, where they're like, that was the point. But they said that way after after the uh, had been like, yeah, just wrecked for it. Yeah. For after years. Elizabeth Berkeley went to therapy for fifteen years after the film. My blurb is from Janet Maslin, who said the filmmakers have had declared they were bravely exploring new levels of lic- licentiousness. Licentiousness? Yeah. But the biggest risk they've taken here is in making a nearly $40 million movie without anyone who can act. Licentiousness, uh, meaning uh, promiscuity. Wow, good word. Yeah. Why don't they just use Kyle, can you play the new word sa- the new word noise? Oh, I got it. I don't the new word drop. Noise. New word drop. Oh, I got it. I got it. I got it right here. And the reason they call it the cement boat is because it's a boat and it's made entirely out of cement. There you yeah, go. That was it. That was it. There you go. Uh, every day. My uh, <laughs> critic is the people who decided to not say anything about this and just gave it a score, and I would be one of those critics. Uh, I have nothing to say about it. No, they're, this movie. Quote, they're quote not available. Yeah, quote not available. Quote not available. This is usually. <laughs> Why doesn't it say that? Because the culprit is usually because they were a print, uh, print article that didn't transpond to the digital age. Print's dead. Well. All right, I'd be print. one of those people who just post nothing. And no, say you would write, zero. quote, not available. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, I printed this. I printed this when I was six years old uh, in my local paper. I don't know why you guys didn't pick this up. Yeah. Um, wh- oh, sorry. No, what's your, uh, what's your blurb? Madeline Williams from Cinematter uh, stated, sloppy writing and wooden acting. Wooden acting? Sloppy writing. Tough acting, wooden acting. <laughs> <laughs> sloppy writing and wooden acting. Sloppy writing and wooden acting. Wooden acting. <laughs> wooden acting. Wouldn't catch me acting in that because I am a... We have big news on the podcast that I will bring up right after you finish talking. Whatever, idiot. Sloppy writing. <laughs> Sloppy writing and wooden acting. Remove any sense of class from the production. And what's left is simply an excuse to watch topless dancing. Madeline Williams from Cinematic. Congratulations, Madeline Williams. You... Uh... Said it concisely. And congratulations well. to you, Nick, for winning Best oh, Actor. Speaking of congratulations, other movie news that we forgot to get to. First, uh, Eve Longoria posted a picture of her with new shredded abs. So congrats oh, to Eve Longoria. Is it Body by Longoria? Uh, it should be if it isn't. And uh, congrats to me for winning uh, Best Actor in the Houston Comedy Film Festival. There you go. Wow. Potato. For the uh, f- the short film Potato. So congrats, I, Nick. I would like to take the next 30 minutes for my speech. Uh, Kyle, you can cut it down where you see fit. Who else in the level car say yeah? Yeah! And thank you and good night. Whoever pulled those uh, good takes of you did a really nice job as well. Well, that's assuming there was more than one (laughs) bad take of me, Kyle. Oh, there we are. (laughs) Wow, editors are always trying to take credit for our decisions in this movie. We're going to speak about acting decisions in this movie because that is the number one thing in this movie is the decision of Elizabeth Berkley to play this movie like she did. But we are uh, first, G-Bert, all-time Robert (laughs) Roger Ebert uh, (laughs) quote, 
his blurb on Rotten Tomatoes was a waste of a perfectly good NC-17 rating. I don't want to look into the article <laughs> to know further uh, what he means by that. I know. I was going to look up his full review, but mm, that, leaving it. that's all I need. Because yeah. you know Roger doesn't watch porn, first of all. Not a not a big prawns guy. Not a not a prawn. But man. he was looking forward to. He was this. Lo- yeah. He was like he was like okay. I'm gonna get my my two NC17s a year, maybe one. And, Probably uh, one. Yeah, and it's gonna fulfill my uh, my quota. I, I'm just an old man. I'm an old man who watches movies. That's what I do. And I'm looking for some good stuff. And he's like, this is not it. This ain't it, homie. No. Um. Well, I mean that I mean, that that that's all you can say. Yeah. Uh, sure. for now because we're gonna get into it. But first, it's time for the cow, Katsumas, Pat Corner. <laughs> I didn't know where you're going with that. Yeah, like, Kyle got really nervous. <laughs> he, was he started sweating, and that's I not just because we're in the. Uh, <laughs> I'm already. It's fucking hot in here. The hot, ro- the hot rage. <laughs> the hot rod, cow. Perfect for this movie, I guess. Uh, bridge actors, directors section. Good, good. You know how to read. <laughs> uh, director, Paul Verhoeven. Paul oh, no, Verhoeven. It's actually pronounced uh, Ludwig van Beethoven. <laughs> Verhoeven. You guys are dismantling our European audience. Starship Troopers a, director. <laughs> confusing a Dutchman with a German. Uh, anyways, Paul Verhoeven, yes. Uh, director of Starship Troopers, which you know, or if you don't know, is one of the best uh, military satires uh, of our time. Yeah, that's why this movie ended up being described as a satire because later on. Apparently, <laughs> Paul Verhoeven just made satire and didn't tell anybody until 2010. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but we're going to get into that a little bit. Paul, uh, Paul, I like Paul Verhoeven. He got out of this. First of all, he's actually not as bad a guy as you would think he is yeah. after watching some of his movies. This was the younger Paul. I'm sure the younger Paul was a more volatile Paul. Well, he was on a roll. He did, he did, uh, he did this right in between Basic Instinct and Starship Troopers. Mm-hmm. He was still. He was. It still, feels like that. He did RoboCop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, Showgirls, Starship Troopers, Hollow Man. All, no, almost all, all of them. Good movies. All, and almost all Except of them. For, uh, and and all, Man, isn't Hollow Man under twenty five? No, Hollow Man's under fifty. Um, oh. But it's a good Kevin Bacon movie. Hollow it, Man it brought has back one of Kevin the Bacon. best scenes of all fucking time. It, the, it's the probably. Scene? I think it is under twenty five, but it was nominated for an Oscar. So let's be let's be clear. Suicide Squad. Where you at? Uh, when Kevin Bacon turns invisible and yeah. you see his body go through the go through the cycles, the metamorphosis, all time great scene because it's weird, it's really so strange. nasty. Yeah, <laughs> it's really strange. Yeah, Where you like gross. see his brains and like his little guts. Are we anti uh, Kevin Bacon? No. I think we should be. No, the fact like that Kevin he's not Bacon. in a bad movie. I don't like Kevin Bacon. The fact that he isn't in a he's bad. Not I don't like Kevin Bacon. He's got a mouse face. I don't trust him. Writer, Joe Esterhaus. Joseph Esterhaus. Joe Esterhaus, who wrote yeah. Basic Instinct and a lot of other bad movies. Yeah, Pulp Writer. Uh, Weird guy, probably. Yeah, Joe Esterhaus seems like the type of guy that, uh, well, he's from Hungary, so. He's old. He feels like old Hollywood, not like, you know, 1950s Hollywood, but like 70s, 80s, 90s Hollywood guy. Feels like, like uh, they snuck in through the back door of Hollywood and then uh, was everybody's kind of like guy they would call if they wanted drugs and stuff. Or rewrites. Yeah. Things or, like that. Rewrites. He was... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know much about him. I know he's not great at writing, but he, uh, he <laughs> fell out of the limelight in the 2010. So there's not really not much research uh, come come internet uh, about Mr. Esther House besides uh, hearsay stories, which is common throughout Hollywood. Well, hearsay, hearsay, hearsay. I say, I do say, I hear. I do time, declare. Now it's time to get to the actors, the real meat of the movie. 
You this, noticed that this we is. Did, you noticed that we didn't say any editors, right? We didn't say the name of a single editor, right, Kyle? Because editors aren't responsible for best actor performances. Let's see who the editors are <laughs> and the cinematographer. Mark Goldblatt, our guy from uh, you know what I'm talking about. Basic Instinct. No, he routinely works with uh, uh, Michael Bay and Jost there. Van and Verhoeven. <laughs> no, no, Goldblatt, our guy Jost from Bad Boys Vancano. Two. Oh, Come on, BB Two. He's our guy from Bad Boys Two. He frequently works with Michael Bay and Paul Verhoeven. Anyway, who's in the movie? <laughs> <laughs> we have uh, Elizabeth Berkeley. Elizabeth Barkley. Barkley? No, Berkeley. Oh. <laughs> oh <my laughs> trying to be Kyle. Oh Elizabeth Berkeley, most famous as Jesse. <clears throat> Jesse, Jesse, Jesse—that's her name. Right? I didn't watch Saved by the Bell. Oh, you didn't? I no. thought I—I I thought I did. Uh, she's Jesse, right? Well, um, you're you're slightly old, you're slightly older than us. It makes sense. By like six <laughs> months. <laughs> uh, yeah, then a year and a half for old. me. No, you had an older brother that he probably watched Saved by the Bell. Yeah, she's Jesse Spano. Um, and uh, blah 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 blah. Sorry. Yeah, Jesse Spano. Five ten. She's five ten. She you, looks tall. She looks tall. You notice it in the movie a little bit, but you don't notice how tall she is. She's pretty tall. She, you don't see it in compar- uh, You don't see it in comparison because the actors are so tall. Um, wow, this is one of those weird tall movies. Maybe yeah. that's why it didn't work. Maybe that's why it's short Hollywood. <laughs> short. Okay, conspiracy. Follow me along. Follow along with me. Short Hollywood hates tall Hollywood. We're gonna get that out there, right? That's why Shaq was. That's why they reviewed Shaq's movies so bad. All of his movies are great, but he was Look, too tall for Hollywood. All I gotta too say, too tall for Hollywood. All I gotta say, the next, the next billing actress, five six. That's all I gotta say. Wow, Gina, Gina Gershon. That's t- that's as tall as Kyle. The legend, five six. The legendary <laughs> Hollywood actress, Gina Gershon, five six. Yeah, that is. You're like five four, right? Yeah, you're like five seven. I'm five eleven. You're like four eleven, right? Uh, five five eleven. Four eleven. Both of your guys' ass. Four eleven. Um, the legendary, <laughs> the legendary we'll actress. About it. <laughs> the legendary actress uh, Gina Gershon yeah. graces her presence once more on our podcast. I was trying to remember her original, and it was cocktail. Yeah, it was cocktail. Right. Yeah, she was the she was the she was the uh, first love interest. The first love interest of Tom Cruise in Cocktail, and then a friend of Hilary Swank in P.S. I Love You. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. How do you like that? I really like her. No, the podcast. Moving on, go. Kyle. Uh, Kyle. McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, speaking of Kyle McLaughlin, I just watched one of his TikToks uh, the other day. Did He's you great. See that one about uh, his tomatoes? He's like, something's eating my tomatoes. <laughs> <laughs> it's very good. I like Kyle McLaughlin. Uh, he, he basically plays himself on Portlandia, uh, uh, but he was more famous in the 80s and 90s for being in the weird movies with David Lynch and, of course, the Flintstones as the main uh, evil interest in the Flintstones. Yeah, Twin Peaks them. was probably my first uh, Dale Cooper. Uh, yeah, damn, yep. that's a good cup of coffee. Yeah, yeah, damn fine, damn fine cup of coffee. Um, you had Dale Cooper, who he played in t- in Twin Peaks in the movies and an eventual Resurrection series on Showtime. He's also in, like I said, Portlandia. He's also in a kids show. I forget what it is. He has a voice in a kids show. I don't remember. Moving on. Uh, Robert Davi. Robert Davi. What did do, Davi? Hey, Rob Dov. Yeah, Rob, classic Rob Dov. Uh, it's a classic that guy. Robert Davi is a classic that guy. You've seen him in guy. every movie from your childhood up until now. Yeah, yeah, you're like, who's that guy with the fucked up face? And you're like, oh, it's always almost always Robert Davi. Robert Sometimes Davi. it's uh, mm-hmm. Tom Bergeron. <laughs> Tom Bergeron. No, Tom, Tom Berenger. Tom Berenger. I'm going to get my Bergeron. Closely related to Tom Bergeron. <laughs> By closely, he means not at all. <laughs> uh, Robert Davi, uh, famous as the one of the bad guy brothers in Goonies. Um, yep. He yep. more recently was in the uh, the the Strain in one episode. 
Um, <laughs> but he was Die Hard. He was the FBI guy in Die Hard. Yeah, he's a guy you would recognize. Yeah, definitely. Uh, he's got eyebrows. Eyebrows and a big widow's peak. And then Glenn Plummer. Glenn, Glenn Plummer. Plummer. Future contender. Yeah. Future dude. appreciation. Because Maurice from Speed. That's Maurice the from Speed. Role. He's from <laughs> Speed 1 and Speed 2. <laughs> no, and both. Cruise control. He literally got this role because of his... His he's he he did well in speed. He's a dancer. He yeah. looks like a dancer. Yeah, he, he looks like the the guy he's that who can dance better that, to grunge than than is that Glenn what he Plummer. Was, is that what he was doing on uh on the bus on speed? He was doing like the pop lock. Pop he wasn't on the bus. Well, he never <laughs> he wasn't on the bus. bus. He was the Keanu guy. Reeves he was driving. Car. Yeah, oh, he yeah, commandeered yeah, yeah. the vehicle yeah. and then oh, and then he runs into the side. Uh, and then what's his face? Jason Patrick or Scott Speedman, whoever plays the love interest in Cruise Control, does the same thing while he's on an island for some reason. Yeah, we're gonna get into that. And then that lady tries to get off the bus, and they're like, "Don't get off the bus, lady." Yeah, and she fell through the hole. (laughs) Stupid lady. Wow. That's morbid. Kyle, (laughs) keep going with objective facts. Uh, Movie released September 22nd, 1995. Wow, do you remember the 22nd night of September 1995? When we saw Showgirls with your boys. (laughs) Should have recorded this tomorrow. My daddy snuck me in the movies. Uh, it's the 25th anniversary tomorrow. Yep. Well, cut that part out, Kyle, because we're not releasing it tomorrow, are we? That's the reason we're doing it. <laughs> to be honest, <laughs> and it's in the 90s. <laughs> and it's in the 90s. It's in the 90s. 90s. It's the 25th anniversary of, of Showgirls. 95, 95. Yep. Uh, 95. And we were, on su- we were on such a PG run that uh, yeah. it's really we really need to shake it up a little bit. Shake, shake it up a little bit. Uh, this movie yeah, has been... shake it up just a little bit. Jump to NC-17. Yeah, jump to... Yeah. <laughs> PG, 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 NC-17. Yeah, it's like, when you, it's like when you drive a car for five, uh, five miles an hour for uh, probably like a year, and then all of a sudden you get a car that can go... Hit 90. Like 100. 110. Oh, yeah, so driving like a... Like jalop. A, a jalop, an old school jalopy. No, like driving a, a Toyota Tercel and then and then picking up a <laughs> Corvette. <laughs> it's going from that. I get, I get what you're saying. But uh, what's our runtime, Kyle? We got a decent runtime here. <sighs> too decent long. is way too long. When I saw this, I almost thought about not watching it. <laughs> when I saw the runtime of a almost made a mistake is what you're saying of two hours and eleven minutes. One hundred thirty-one minutes, way over uh, what we usually like. But there's a reason. There's a lot of a lot of things to take hold in this film. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's I no guess. good reason. There's not one good reason. I never there said are, there was a good reason. There I just are said there re- were, there's reasons. There is reasons that yeah. it's way too long. Yeah, uh, because right. it was a contemporary study in American mentalities, guys. Come on. Well, I want to say the first version, first time I saw Showgirls, it wasn't that long. No, because you probably watched the the TV version. Because I watched the edited version on TV. I remember the very first time wow, I watched Showgirls. Like because first I would go online. I was in my early adolescence, and uh, you don't need to bring up why you needed to watch Showgirls. Yeah, no, I, everybody knows exactly why anybody would watch Showgirls as as a, like a twelve year old, and it was because you type in boobs in movies, and Showgirls is one of the top ones. It's definitely one of the top ones. I do have one question uh, before we get further into it. Are <laughs> topless shows as popular today as they were in 95? Were they that popular in 1995? No, the only topless shows that are popular in Vegas at all 
is Thunder from Down Under, and that's male. That's male topless. Yeah, and it's not. <laughs> yeah, and that's all male review. But like you, if you wanted a topless show, you go to. I a guess burlesque is always burlesque? Ha- burlesque shows are always happening. But is burlesque always? But topless? they're not popular. They're no, not. No, they're not showing skin. They're just being sexual without showing skin. Yeah, and they're not like these extravagant shows that these people are doing. <laughs> these yeah, these shows that they Broadway productions. Just the snippet of like seeing like one dance number from all these different shows that they're doing. It's wild. Yeah. They have to learn so many new dances all the time. It yeah. seems really tough to be a showgirl. We got to get honest. into that. We got to get into that. Um, We're going to talk about yeah, all the different, once we get into the recap. First, first Kyle, feed us our taglines. Feed us our taglines like the mama bird you are. Yeah, hot, hot way. Do it. do it hot, Kyle. Mm-hmm. Kyle, do it hot. The girls are back in town. Yeah. That's not even good at all. <laughs> <laughs> no, the girls I, are back even, in town. No, <laughs> no you got to do it the hot way. Do it the hot way. Leave your ambitions at the door. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Leave your inhibitions at the door. Wow. That was part of the that was like the original tagline, I think. I think that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the first one The The down. Girls Are Back in Town was part of the reissue. <laughs> oh, yeah. But Leave weird. Your Ambitions at the Door was the main tagline of the movie. Mm. <laughs> that's how they tried to get all the boys. And then to the go. next one. Sensual, controversial, available. <laughs> yeah, the show is, is about to begin. What does that even mean? That's the tagline for those one eight hundred numbers from the two thousands, where you call and meet hot singles. Uh, yeah, when you watch when you watch Comedy Central like yeah. a little too long. Yeah, at eleven thirty at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Nick, uh, tag you're it. Uh, what happens in Vegas slays in Vegas. Wow. If she if she went the full way and murdered the guy at the end, that would be a good time. That'd be perfect. Yeah. yeah, that'd be perfect. I was trying to think of like a. So what are the Vegas sayings? There's that one. What happens in Vegas? Is that it? <laughs> um, fat, no, there's something fat corner. On the sign. Are you gonna be a fat corner? You're gonna be a fat shack. Look, you up, know what, look up Vegas Vegas phrases. You know what fat shack does? I mean, it's called o- Sin City. O- Pines. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's called Sin City, which uh, brings uh, brings me to my tagline: In Vegas, sometimes you have to sin to win. That's actually a very good one. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I like that a lot. These are like. Really elaborate quotes. <laughs> okay, we're skipping them. Plot keywords, Kyle. Oh, I got one. I got one. Las Vegas. If you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. That's Las Vegas in a nutshell. Hey, tuts. Yeah, mine's Vegas. Hey, tuts. <laughs> oh, Vegas, where misogyny runs rampant. <laughs> yeah, Vegas. If you want to be a woman Las- treated badly, come here. Las Vegas is a boiling pot of entertainment. A boiling pot? I don't want to be <laughs> yeah. in a boiling pot. It is a boiling pot, though. It's very hot there. It's very, very hot. Very that sassy. makes a lot of sense. Very uh, Plot keywords. Kyle, what, what, what do we got? We have stripper. Hell yeah. Lap dancing. <laughs> female nudity. Strip tease. And showgirl. I'll tell you this. Now I think I know how I discovered this movie as a teen. Never gotten a lap dance uh, by a professional. If that is the lap dance that professionals give at 10 out of 10 times, you're never gonna see me again. I'll be at the strip club. <laughs> but I don't think that's how a, how a professional lap dance works. Um, as somebody who has allegedly gotten a, a lap dance, um, they're not like that. Professional one? Yeah. Okay. See, point proven. Could you imagine that? No. Oh my god! You're paying more than five hundred for that. We're it's gonna al- get into that. Though. It's almost time to talk about it. But budget? What was the budget? Forty-five million estimated, but estimated. That's still, and it ended up making I didn't write it in twenty million. Yeah, it's the highest-grossing NC-17 movie of all time. Of all time, 
And it leads into my uh, one of my trivias, which is uh, the film enjoyed huge success in home video market. Who would have thought? Uh, generating more than 100 million from rentals and became MGM's top 20 all-time bestsellers. It's brilliant. This is this is the quintessential uh, videotape cult classic movie, um, without question. It is a movie people love to hate or love or hate to love. Um, yeah, it hits all man. like it hits all the cult classic points. It's like pervy. Pervy. It's bad. Bad. It's got acting that you can almost mimic and be as good. Yep. Uh, it's got it's over the top. Nudity. In every way. Oh, well, pervy falls in yeah. that. Yeah. Over the top. Violence. Violent. Yeah. It hits. It hits all the things that people uh, don't like to go to theaters to watch, but will watch with their friends, like when they're egregiously alone. long scenes <laughs> with no with no cuts. Nick, what other trivia do you got? I. Uh, my <laughs> a lot of them are are just things that you know so it's uh there's like the classic uh there's like all the all the so there's the whole afterlife of this movie a lot of the trivia yeah. is the afterlife of this movie where yeah. after like 2006 is kind of when after, in the what was that 10 it was years? the heyday the, of, of it being rerun on tv the, the 10-year reunion was kind of and they started at when showgirls was accepted as a cult classic or whatever it is it's actually just a very bad movie but uh, when it was accepted, that's when they started interviewing Paul Verhoeven again about yeah. it. So yeah. in 2005, 2006 is when he started telling all these stories about it and how he was misguided in it. And uh, and so a lot of the trivia is is how he feels bad, first of all, for ruining Elizabeth Berkley's career. What do you, what do you call that? Yeah, what do you call that? Like uh, retrospective? It's not necessarily retrospective. It's like uh, hindsight. He has major yeah. hindsight hindsight guilt about this movie yeah so this is and he 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 did fine he did Star, starship troopers right after this and was fine did hollow man did black book yeah elizabeth berkeley she's the one who really didn't make it out of this movie yeah, unfortunately um unfortunately like, fortunately take that as you will yeah it's just a bad experience for uh, for someone who wanted to make a name for themselves yeah and so, i think that's the epitome of this movie too so there's a lot of those out there and like the amount of uh, boobs that were in this movie or like that uh, the monkeys on the set were uh, made everybody uncomfortable stuff like that but the one that I, the one that I saw just randomly that is actually just very funny is Jenny McCarthy auditioned for the lead and was very much in the running until it was discovered discovered that she couldn't dance I believe that yeah. <laughs> how do you get the, the movie showgirls first of all most of this movie is going to be dancing how, how is that not like the second thing that you talk yeah. about yeah. how is that not in the interview process and the other trivia I want to talk about was how Paul Verhoeven fucking fooled everybody on this movie. This fooled him. Him, him and Joe Esterhouse fooled everyone. Yeah. They they interviewed. That's the other thing. So they interviewed over two hundred. So first of all, we're not like the we're not experts on this movie. A lot of people have already said a lot of better things about this movie. So if you want actual like criticism and people that do deep dives, like this is not the right place. Pay us so we yeah. can do that <laughs> because we can't do that on our amateur yeah, hour. There's, there's a lot of people, especially sex workers who could speak to all this stuff a lot better than we can. But this is just what, uh, Joe Esterhaus and Paul Verhoeven said they interviewed over 200 uh, sex workers in Vegas. So it was everybody from strippers to Escorts, prostitutes to on the street, on the street women, um, to showgirls. Showgirls. Interviewed them all, got all their stories, got got all these lines that they wanted to use in the movie. They they made sure everybody said the lines verbatim because they used a lot of lines that they had gotten from uh, yeah. ac actual people. And then, but it's like they took all of this like great knowledge that could have created this amazing story and like with a lot of layers, especially. Yeah. And then they're just like they took all the shittiest parts of all sing every single one of those and was like, 
we're going to make that all in a one movie. And that's yeah. what they ended up doing. And, yeah. it, and they did a major disservice to every single person, that, first of all, that they talked to and to the people that were in the movie. Yeah, and that's a major thing to point out to discredit them because if they automatically said at the at the jump, like when the movie released, this is a total satire, it's amazing, but at, but we're we're fooling the audience for sure. But they didn't do that until 20 years later. Yeah, like, so this that's is over the top glitzy for. thing yeah. for a reason, but yeah. they didn't say that. You sent out Kyle McLaughlin and, and Elizabeth Berkeley to sell this movie for as one thing and and had this I allegedly had this idea that it was something completely different. You either be honest then or you be honest now about what, what the film was. Yeah, that was the thing. They sold this movie as like the real look. An erotic thriller. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were just trying to do basic instinct, but more more over the top. More over the top. Give and me it, more glitz, more glam. And it ended up just like biting him in the ass and not working. Absolutely. Absolutely. Verhoeven, I mean, you brought up the, the good point. Verhoeven is quoted as saying that this is still the most realistic movie about contemporary America that he ever made. And that's a fair argument, but you should have made that argument when you made the movie 20 years ago because it'd give people a lot different perspective and it'd probably make a lot more mo money uh, home video-wise. Definitely not the theaters because it's a shitty movie, but it's still like <laughs> yeah. a poignant thing to make. And he, I think he brought that that theme further with him when Starship was released. Yeah. Starship is clearly a military satire film. Not clear when you're eight to 10 years old, like me when I first saw it, but the, the adults in the room knew what it was. Over-exploitation of military command. It doesn't command. feel like a satire film at all to it's me. It's not, yeah. It's terrible. <laughs> no, no, I'm saying it it's is. When you, it when can, you, it, it's possible like, to be a satire and still be very bad. <laughs> well, no, it's a satire I mean, now based on all these anecdotal statements and all this all this research and all and all the smart smart heads sprinkling it down towards yeah, us. Yeah, classic smart heads. Smart yeah. That's not smart That's stupid. No, you have film critics and you have people that, that have MBAs and, and doctorates who, who research smart, this movie. smart heads. A.K.A. Paul Verhoeven, uh, who, who, who tell us, like, this movie is sad. You're supposed to get it. And I, and I could see it after the fact, after knowing what this movie is, but if I went in blind in 1995 walking in this movie, I'd say, oh, this is a piece of shit movie um, exploiting, uh, exploiting women. It's exploitation, yeah, yeah. movie, basically. Yeah. Okay, uh, what was your uh, trivia? <laughs> I said Verhoeven, the, the whole Verhoeven thing, but um, Kyle MacLachlan, our guy, my guy, um, stated that uh, when he first saw the movie, because he didn't see it until the premiere, allegedly, uh, said this is horrible. It's, uh, it's, it's, uh, it's a very slow, sinking feeling when you're watching the movie, and the first scene comes out, and you're like, oh, that's a really bad scene. This is, <laughs> this is MacLachlan, by the way. But you say, oh, uh, that's okay, the next one will be better. And you somehow try to convince yourself that it's going to get better, and it just gets worse. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. I really didn't see it coming. Uh, satire isn't the right word, but it's inadvertently funny. So I think it's found its place nowadays. Okay. All right, Kyle. Classic Kyle. Classic comment. classic Dale Cooper. Yeah. Kyle McLaughlin, uh, speaking of uh, power ranking top Kyles, he might be in, he's he's probably a top 10 Kyle. Very top 10 of Kyle. All, of all time. Above it's, Shanahan. Shanahan has more time to work with. Kyle's older. Yeah. Yeah. McLaughlin, I mean. But, yeah, he, he could even be top five Kyles. He's a top five If we're going to come down to it. He's top five Kyle. Oh, who's who's better Kyle than him? Kyle Bush? No. Yeah, exactly. Kyle Lowry? Kyle Lowry? No. Kyle Lowry. Uh, Me? Uh, <laughs> God. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> anyway, it's time for the Real Riding Recap. Uh, we're, we... This we're, is we're gonna we're gonna boil it down to first, second, third act because it's easily boiled down to a first, second, third act. Yeah. First act, she's she's trying to make it in, in Vegas. As a stripper. Yeah. She's a stripper. Wanted to be in a chorus line. Makes she friends said with she a, didn't want to be though. She didn't want to be. Like in the beginning, she was like 
She wanted to be a showgirl, yeah. She wanted to win. She didn't she even want to strip. be. A sh- she didn't even want to be a showgirl until somebody was like, "Hey, you should be a showgirl." Yeah, like I said, it was the first question I asked her. What do you want to do in Vegas? I want to win. Okay, go on. Oh, is that what they said? That's what the dude said who stole her suitcase. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, second act, she's first of all that guy. <laughs> that <Yeah>. guy. <laughs> We're gonna get involved with that guy. Who would get in the car with that guy? <laughs> The the look on that man's face is like nothing I've ever seen in my life. I would think I'm going to die. And then, and then threaten the guy and then leave all your shit with him. <laughs> leave all of your shit in his car? And he gives you $10. Uh, She's insanely lucky that she immediately runs into Molly, who happens to be the nicest person in the history the of Las maker. Vegas. Yeah. Yes. 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 Um, yeah, that guy. The the cocaine Elvis. Um, <laughs> yeah, he, he was uh, very yeah. cocaine Elvis. Um, so she befriends the dressmaker. She's she's working as a stripper. Um, she somehow gets she somehow tumbles into getting a showgirl audition. Act two starts, and she becomes a showgirl on the chorus line. For, yeah, so that, for the famous show that the dressmaker is part of. Yeah, so it's like uh, it's what we were just talking about, where Paul Verhoeven interviewed all these people, and he wanted to do like every perspective. So he's like, she has to work her way up the ladder. She has yeah. to be like, start as a stripper, then move to a showgirl, and then get into like the CD, the, lead. the yeah. CD like Vegas part of like slimy star. Yeah, of time of being the best, slimy you know? Vegas star. And he's like, this is the only way we can do it disjointedly and like we're making three fucking different movies like that's yeah. that's every act is like a different movie that doesn't make sense all yeah. th- and like the connecting points also don't make sense yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so she becomes a showgirl she befriends the entertainment director of the casino she's a showgirl at who also is the boyfriend of the lead dancer yeah, lead performer of the lead of the of the topless show of the show she's a part of goddess the goddess show um aka gina gershon gina gershon has like sniping at her every back and forth about trying to make her make her her basically basically a mirror image of each other is there one point in the movie where you're not where you're comfortable listening to them talk to each other no (laughs) no because i know exactly what she's doing their relationship is wild yeah yeah (laughs) I don't know where they are. Like, that's just, I think that's just the epitome of this movie. It's like you have this girl who comes from an unknown background and you kind of want to root for her because she's unknown, but then she comes into it and just starts becoming a a showgirl version of Scarface, just like going down the rabbit hole, going down the rabbit hole, doing exactly what people are telling her not to do, befriending people who, who she doesn't even get with. And then she overpowers that, becomes the queen, and realizes she don't want to be the queen. Uh, sort of thing. Yeah, except they don't, they skip the part where you get you like them. Yeah, you don't sympathize with them. <laughs> yeah. That's the Not issue. All, it's man. like an anti-hero story, like Scarface or, or 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 Black Caesar or something like that. But you don't have sympathy or can't relate to to Elizabeth Berkeley because she's a fucking psychopath. And it wasn't even yeah, it wasn't even fun. But that's that's what we're that's what it all comes down to is the third act. The third act, which is the crime and punishment act or whatever, the act where like everything goes off the rails. Yeah. She's living her dream. Her she she gets her friend uh brutally sexually assaulted. Uh rape. And it yes. Of all the things they didn't show in an NC seventeen movie, they didn't show uh they didn't show the, the rape because Well they did. Audience yeah. scores no they didn't show the full the full thing. Audience oh. scores said that this they were very uh disillusioned. They were they very it was very disjointed, very like, why did you put that in? So in later cuts, Verhoeven uh, cut it back. I just didn't understand why it had to be the like because the, the only girl too who that's was what that, he like, said. That's Verhoeven, what he said. Verhoeven's argument is there's all the characters in the story are amoral except for Molly. Molly's the only person who has virtue and has good 
good characteristics and she's the one that gets brutalized yeah, because so that's the story said, of las vegas that's what keeps it from the cult status is that whole scene is or like that's what uh, people have the hardest time like coming around on is yeah put that in the second act then don't put it in the third act with 15 minutes right. to go like what are you what are you yeah, trying to it, sell out me? of nowhere <laughs> it, it, it went nowhere because it, it forced elizabeth berkeley to do something to become a revenge person a revenge then, person that didn't really take out any revenge who just beat up a guy like didn't do much the best karate kicks i've ever seen uh yeah was she a ninja after that too <laughs> it was all kicks all kicks I know, I was just all like, kicks no knife Chuck That's Norris right, up in here i was like i was getting ready for the quick draw of the gun too yeah, yeah i thought she was just gonna slice his i totally forgot how she beat up the guy because i remember that she did but i thought she like cut him a little bit all kicks baby all she did was just kick him with her heels over yeah. and over she didn't she didn't even stomp either uh, which stomps would be way more effective yeah she did she did kicks with her front foot you got the you got that heel he sh- what he should have done was what happened. Have you seen uh, Lovecraft? Not the new, not the one yesterday, but the one before. Oh yeah, I yeah, yeah, talking about the, the, the stiletto. stiletto. The stiletto. That's yeah. all I gotta she, say. She should have done that. She just stilettoed him. Yeah. Oof. Yikes. Sorry, Kyle. Keep up or get out. Yeah, the movie ends with her just beating the shit out of the 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 rapist, and then um and then getting back in the same car with the guy that picked her up and stole her suitcase and going to Los Angeles. <laughs> yeah, now she's gonna go be a Hollywood and movie star. And then she style. does Hollywood the Bimbo. same thing, threatens him with the knife, <laughs> and then he just swerves. Yeah, oh yeah, his driving dangerous swerving. <laughs> yeah, he, he almost killed her in the beginning five minutes. <laughs> he almost killed that truck driver behind them. That, <laughs> that guy, was that, insane. That, that yeah. truck should have just crumbled in on itself. I don't think guy. that was part of the production. <laughs> yeah. I think oh, that he just God. filmed that as B-roll. It's like, oh, we're gonna put that in. <laughs> yeah, that was very dangerous. Anyway, the one thing that is obvious in this movie is Elizabeth Berkeley and her acting because it ruins the entire movie. Unfortunately. Unfortunately. Yeah. But the reason it does ruin the entire movie is because Paul Verhoeven told her this whole backstory to the character that we don't really get until the last 5 minutes of the film. You get it at the very end, but even then it it doesn't it doesn't uh, yeah, it doesn't make up for it doesn't explain how they she glaze might. over it. That's why it doesn't explain why she's been acting this way the whole time. He thought that it was a perfect explanation. He's like, "Oh yeah, she's an ex drug addict slash uh, like slash hooker, yeah, yeah. whose parents like, killed themselves, and that's why she acts all crazy all the time." He's like, "No, like that doesn't nearly explain it all. We need more." I, know. I was need... disappointed that they just said it within like five seconds, revealed everything, and, and then he used like, it. Oh, okay, to, on top of that, he used it to like blackmail her, basically. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of which, best quotes, Molly, where are you from? Different places. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know how many scenes, how many scenes, probably at least twenty times she started a conversation with someone and walked away angrily and turned her head and just walked you off. Bitch. And she, yeah, <laughs> at least twenty times in this movie. Um, shout out though to to uh, she to was that manic, g- manic the whole movie. If manic, they if they had yes. made it and the dancing was manic. If they oh. yeah, the sex scene <laughs> manic was manic. <laughs> if they made it obvious that she is just like borderline schizophrenic, basically, or like uh, I was waiting for the end for her to kill everybody, and I yeah. would have been like that would have been a better movie. It would kind yeah. of make sense that she was just a crazy person you yeah. were following this whole time. Yeah. Like yeah. that's the way to save this movie. Speaking of make it fresh, make it fresh. You just make her a crazy person it's because a, she was the whole statement. time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and like a good crazy person in that she took it out on like the bad guys, not on Molly. Yeah. Even though she did. Kind no, of but but yeah, lot, she but. she's she, she wasn't got like broke. A, she wasn't like a good person, but she did made recognize Joker like, vibes. She was trying yeah. to make it in this world. Kyle, and be good. you're bringing up my point. They <laughs> made this movie too much Scarface, not enough Joker. Yeah. There you go. She's trying to make it good in this world. Wow, and for just all the losers out there that won't understand that. The world just shed it on her and then. Just waiting for that breaking point to happen, and it never happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was that she just didn't break yeah. the right way. Yeah, she, she broke. She broke bad in the right in the in the bad way. Anyways, go on. 
Anyway, that's that was my that was the main point. Had if she if they made the movie that she was acting, th- that was the problem. She was in a different movie than what it was. But if they had made the movie that she was acting in, mm-hmm. that movie could have been crazy. It would have been so satire over the top that it would have made sense as being just. Look, it would have immediately been going for cult though. Look, her yeah. and James's relationship was probably the craziest thing in the in the entire in the entire film. Like, yeah, you you had the relationship with Zach because he was the powerful business guy entertainer director blah 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 but yeah james who's who's literally nobody who's just picking her up bailed her out of jail when when she was getting assaulted by that dude who because he approached her while working at his job yeah and and they have this relate they have this fake fling and she goes and revisits him when he's with someone else i don't get what that story was you get what you fucking deserve that's the one i was (laughs) i think that was it it was like the the story of I think it was the, the Paul Verhoeven like showing like the, how how the, she could have settled. No, the James story is easily the worst part of the movie. Yeah, it doesn't like, make James sense. Is, is what I'm saying. Yeah, which takes a lot to be the worst part of this movie. Yeah. This movie. Yeah. First, first of all, it opens up her dancing in the club. So she's she skips out on her stripper gig for the night. Cool. To go to a cool cool grunge club to go to this, the '90s to go to this crazy. How does Molly first of all not see the signs that this is a crazy person? Uh. The I, first conversation they have with those with the fast food at that restaurant. No, the first conversation they had was Elizabeth she, Berkley beating the shit, shit out of her car. car. Beating yeah. her car, and then she's and like, she did that twice in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and then she's she when she's putting the ketchup on her French fries, and she's like, ah, 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 yeah, and then, and then she throws all the fries then, in the air, and then you're like, oh, well, no, she's, she's doing fries. something too with the fries. <laughs> she's like, like yeah, stabbing, she's stabbing them, yeah, and Jess is like, what is she doing to her fries? That's when Molly should have been like, I need to get the fuck out Instead of here. she invites her into her home and Instead becomes a roommate. They have like a great six weeks her together. home. You mean they're single wide? The single wide trailer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. They seem like they have a good... They have uh, a good rapport. Like yeah. six weeks together in that little trailer. They love each other. And they're fine. They're, they're best friends. They're fawning over each weird. other. Weird. Weird, weird, weird. <laughs> you need to get out, Molly. <laughs> <sighs> Poor Molly. So Poor out of man. all this, Nick, what's the most for real moment? It's hard to say. It's really hard to say. Uh, Back to the... Di- the club dancing is... Very crazy, <laughs> insane. I've never seen anything like that. Everyone, That's... everyone is fitting in except her. <laughs> like you can call her out. Like and there him, she is. and him. <laughs> no, and James. James yeah. acted like he was battling one of those wooden, like ninja, uh, those ninja karate uh, practice dummies. Yeah, like just... everybody else is in like a low key like club movie, and they're in like you got served. But if it was for twitchy people, yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh. They're like, you guys should crump. The physical you have no idea what crumping and, is, so you're like, okay. <laughs> who who is t- like directing her and being like, this is fine? Yeah, this is Paul great. He thought that this made sense. They both thought this made sense. You're a, you're a crazy person. That's what crazy ruined it. I guess they tried to explain the her like with That's the issue. with her doing cocaine all the time. She didn't. She, she didn't until the very end. She didn't I do know. it until after. That's what I don't understand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If she was a drug addict, like if you're trying to explain this story, she should be just doing drugs too. <laughs> yeah. Like that would be like, okay, yeah, she's a crazy person. <laughs> yep. uh, I guess. I God. guess. I guess we answered our own question. The most for your own moment. The character of Nomi Malone. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I just the portrayal of Nomi Malone. The character makes a lot of sense. No, because the character, if you put someone if, else... If that, no, if that character is portrayed a little, just even this much more subtly, it could be a good... You said it yourself. Verhoeven told her, don't talk about the backstory until the very end when the backstory's brought up. Know, know the backstory. I know, they fucked up. So so I think the character's but flawed. But we should have like gotten some hint. Yeah. 
or some that would exactly no the character more, yeah. could be good is what yeah. i'm saying i'm saying the character's not the worst part it's her drawing attention to how crazy the character is <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> every single moment when she, she got she, when she got the ring pop when she got bailed yeah, out like, of jail when child. she got a ring pop I huh? was like, I don't know when she got a ring pop. Oh God, when she, she got out of she jail. She out I know, jail. I know. I saw she got out of jail, got in the car, and then she's sucking on a ring. She just pop. had a ring pop. She's she, a child, but she sucked like, it like a crazy person. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's a child. She was, she was coked out from the night. Oh, I feel. Um, I, I see what I, you're saying. I feel bad, like talking, talking about her, but it's just too no, obvious to ignore. No, no, no. That's that's fair. I mean, that's your that's your observation. I think it's a character flaw. I think the character was written that poorly to where um she took it that way. Like, yeah, as a, the as direction. It's a bad poor. acting direction, but at the same time, it's a bad writing direction. Yeah. But even worse than that is this, the sex scenes. The sex scenes. The physical scenes. I wanted to bring that up. Just the physical scenes. The dance scenes involved, as well as the sex scenes, as well as the fake sex scenes. Like the, the lap dance and what. It was all unbelievable. All unbelievable. Meaning, like not like unbelievable, the but like The strip dancing scenes believable. were unbelievable. Like, no one licks a pole. No one licks uh, a pole. Uh, I don't know. Maybe don't somewhere. Know. No one licks never, a brass they, pole. They, they clean it. Uh, clean it every now, time? <laughs> not anymore, you don't. But also, there's like... That lady that would warm up the crowd by saying Henrietta, Henrietta by saying jokes. I didn't get that. Well, I mean, I could see where it would have a purpose, That's but the burlesqueness. It definitely serves more as like a gimmick than it does as like a real thing that actually happened. I think that was more NC seventeen than the movie itself. <laughs> uh, her jokes talking her, about talking about poop. No one seeing her push Gina down the stairs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> was it was like, an egregious push. If I mean, she yeah. just like tripped her legs. And yeah, only just like tripped her legs, yeah. One person, sense. or I guess Molly saw too, but then one person saw and then decided to cover for her. Yeah. The other girl who was going to yeah. be her. And then study no later, one yeah. else there saw. Yeah. Yeah. They were the they were obviously the two people at the front of the stairs, yeah. like going down. And then, did you see anything? No. I was just walking down. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I don't know what she, she says. She and, then, and then when that other girl takes out Latoya with those uh, jewels that she Annie? just like spr- yeah. she just sprinkles oh, everywhere. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like jewels. that has to be the perfect fall for her to hurt her knee that way. But uh, yeah, it worked, I guess. And yeah. if you're, I mean, NC seventeen just made that it lady graphic. was very, that lady was very mean though. She was good. Yeah. She was the next Gina Gershon, she not Elizabeth it. Berkeley. She was. She had the attitude to be in the next Gina. Well, she was. She was the understudy. Exactly. That's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah, marbles. Uh, I mean, we classic talk- marble situation. <laughs> Make me lose my marbles. Um, we've talked about the bad scenes. Uh, Nick, do you have a real good moment? She should have killed uh, Andrew Carver. Yeah, or yeah. at least like disfigured him. She should have cut his face up. She should have killed him. She was already leaving town, and she should have killed the two guys sitting out. Yeah, as she was leaving. Quick yeah. slits. Yeah. So, yeah, she was. I mean, she is a ninja already. You saw obviously those with those kicks, those kicks. Yeah, or it could be chorus girl kicks. Chorus girl. She's got yeah. Kick. She's got that knife. She's got. I mean, that's kicks. what I'm saying. It's like that's martial art. Damn yeah, near. the Molly and James thing cannot be understated. How bad that was, or not Molly and James. Molly and uh, Andrew. Her and James. Oh yeah, her and James has a relationship, and then Molly and Andrew interaction, yeah, which was the, the right. Molly Andrew thing, was what it was. Horrible, but the her and James thing was that's the most so you think? stupid. Okay. It, okay. You could take that whole thing out of the movie and not even care. Yeah, that was an unnecessary part of the movie. Totally unnecessary. Yeah. And it cuts 30, it cuts like 20, 30 minutes out of it. Absolutely. I bet they I bet you that's not in the TV cut. I think it is. Oh shit. There's only one nude scene between Idiot them. Paul. Come on, Paul. Cut it. What were they doing letting him just like peep on the people in the in the in the dance room, too? Like What do you mean? James just walked back and was staring through the curtain and was watching her give it. Oh, he was he worked at the ho- he worked at the Stardust. Remember, he was the he was the bellboy. 
Upstairs. Yeah, that doesn't mean you get to go peep on the back room. <laughs> he has access. He has access to the, to no, the back rooms. Make, no, it makes no sense. Okay, whatever. Uh, uh, real good moment, Nick. Come on. Real good. Uh, real good moment is. Th- Torn ACL? Yeah. Dang. You gotta see Ziggy Ansa, though. Me, 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 me. Me, 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 me. Go on, sorry. Uh, real good moment is the future of monkey uh, performances on Ch- in Vegas shows. Or lack thereof. Yeah. Yeah, it's dead. <laughs> dead in the water. There's no animal performances in, in, in Vegas right now. Guaranteed. Unless they're birds. No, there are lots of them. They're all the dogs. The dogs that do the... You know, the cool tricks. Well, there's dogs and birds, but there's a difference between dogs and birds and chimpanzees and tigers. Yeah, we don't like that anymore. No, no one likes that anymore. Boo! Whoa! SeaWorld, fuck itself. <laughs> we're, an, we're an anti-SeaWorld podcast. For yeah, sure. we're an anti-enemy of the pod, SeaWorld. Enemy of the pod. Uh, and zoos. My real good moment, um, I like the old Vegas, old Vegas nostalgia. The old 90s Vegas. Yeah, the look of the movie was actually good. I've Man, it's it's surprising how how crazy Vegas change from the 90s to the 2010s. Like, within 20 years. Like, it's it it's Vegas has always been a metamorphosizing city. Like, every decade makes it look different. But from the 90s to the to the 2010s, like, from 95 to 2015, substantial difference. Like, ab- it, it literally changed the strip. Because it used to be old Vegas, now it's new Vegas. And like, the new less, Ve- like, less digital, you mean? Like, a lot of... Uh... Well, no, because the location of Vegas completely changed like you had the old vegas in in showgirls where it talked about the riviera and the stardust and you know blah 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 blah, blah. but but now you have new vegas where the top spots are aria mgm like they had caesar caesar's was the thing in the 90s now caesar's is an afterthought it was caesar and then luxor I think they had. Luxord was just popping in the yeah. 90s. Like, so they had like a MGM backdrop was just popping. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, but it was all old Vegas. It was like, oh, you're going to the Riviera. You're going to hang out. You're going to go watch a Sinatra show or some yeah. shit. Like, that ain't the case nowadays. Like, Vegas is a completely different mindset for, for the generation after this. Yep. I really like that because yeah. it was a historical feel for me. I like that too. I like the the shot of somebody walking down Vegas with like the lights on their side of their face while they're walking is an all time good. You don't really see that in New Vegas. Good shot, yeah, because yeah. New Vegas is everything is so like vanilla with white lights. It's or, white lights, yeah. yeah, not the not that yellow glow, not the glitz and the and the pop and they're in the little stardusty dazzle. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Who uh, made it work? Who made it work? Real quick for me, Molly, of course, made it work because she was the only her person char- I rooted for. Her character was great. Yeah. Uh, who didn't work for me? Too James. trusting, though. Too trusting. Too trusting. Too, Too trusting. trusting. James, uh, who, by the way, I want to I want to shout out James's character, Glenn, uh, the actor Glenn Plummer, straight out of Richmond, local hey. legend, Glenn Plummer, Bay Area, and that's why he didn't work to you because he's from the area. I get it. He wasn't from Vegas. <laughs> he didn't look like a Vegas original. They're from the Bay Area. That's what I'm saying. The character. Uh, who worked for me? Uh, Gina, actually. Gina Gershon, great. I think great. Gina Gershon was good in this movie. She played her surprisingly. part. Gina Gershon knows how to play her part. She, she like, towed the line of being a little too over the top with her, like, weird sexual tension with, uh, yeah. with Nomi the whole time. Like, the entire time. Yeah. Like, every other sentence. That's another thing, sexual. too, is, like, she, they needed to make her bisexuality more pronounced. Like, that character it obviously was, was bisexual. It was, they, like, fairly pronounced, but she would switch from, like... Flirting with her Love to being hate. mean to her yes. like immediately, and I didn't really get it. I think that was the point of the character to be like, you could be me, but you ain't gonna be me, you know. But it's I like, did like her. Yeah. I thought she did well at the role, and, she, and she's hot. I like Gina Gershon. Yeah, yeah. She's got that big smile that uh, she's like slightly different looking, you know. That it makes her give her that factor. Anyway, besides sure. Elizabeth Berkeley, who was robbed of a, a real performance, uh, James didn't work for me. Yeah, yeah, it's fair. 
bonus did work for me. Davi as yeah. the uh, strip club guy. Robert Davi. Yeah, Robert he Davi. Fit. He really fits as like that role. Yeah. <laughs> and he ended up actually being like, well, he's, he, okay. he's like a terrible guy, but not really yeah. at the same time. Like pretty vulgar. Yeah, <laughs> vulgar. When he came to see her when she was working on the chorus to, line. When he came to see her at the chorus line, he's leaving. He's like, "Hey, nice not getting come, Don." Huh? And then you're like, "Oh, that's just how he talks to people." <laughs> okay, John Taffer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Meanwhile, replace an actor with an animal. Have a Robert Dobby replace him with a cassowary <laughs> because they have the same widow's peak. I'm googling a cassowary. Oh yeah, I see. I see a bird. Yeah, cool bird, <laughs> cool flightless bird, cool Nick, flightless bird. Nick, go ahead with a with a with a piece of bone on his head. I'm not. I don't know if I'm replacing a stripper because I would hate to put a stripper out of a job, but I'm adding a koala in on one of those poles. Would the koala wear into a stripper? Just a bunch of koalas everywhere. Would there a koala be wearing bikinis, or is he wearing? Are they wearing clothing, or are they fully nude? Koalas are sloths. Can you imagine? Sloths. Not sloths. Not sloths. Koalas just like chilling at the top. They just chill at the top. They don't. Nothing sexual about it. Okay, so no, no bikinis. No, we're not a bestiality podcast. That's insane. Just trying to. All I want is I just want I just want in the background just a koala on. Pull. That's okay. all I want. Okay. I just think that'd be funny. Okay. Nick, you said you stated you're making fresh earlier. I'm gonna state mine. Give me a bad ending. I want bad ending. I want her to go down in flames. I want yeah. her to have a shootout with police or something like that. I want her to to realize the mistakes that she had and ends her own life or something something like that. Give me a bad ending. Don't get her back in the in the car with cocaine, Elvis. <laughs> the, yeah. the cops catch up with her on after her like she's wanted. They film and Louise it. Her and cocaine Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> That's the ultimate ending. Her, her and cocaine Elvis. That would be. Uh, I wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that at all. That's, a, that's impressive. <laughs> With uh, rainbow kitten surprise in the background. <laughs> Would you cocaine Elvis? No. Okay. Top five. <laughs> top five. Now it's time for the top five. Top five. Top five Paul Verhoeven movies. We're going to completely be in the dark about a lot of them. Yeah. No particular order. Nick, go right ahead. Well, he doesn't have that many. I feel like we should order them. No, there's enough. Oh, I've seen. Oh, yeah. Seen yeah, there's enough. There's five. I can do five, I think. One, two, three. Yeah, I can do five. Yeah, I've seen five. <laughs> I think we've all seen the same five, so it's just a matter of order. So you're right, Nick. Go ahead. Number five? I still haven't seen L yet. Uh, so Who the fuck seen L? Worst to last. A lot of people. She got. Didn't she win for that movie? Isabel Huppert? Oh, she was nominated. Isabel Huppert. Isabel Huppert? Isabel Huppert. Uh, she yeah. got nominated, yeah. Yeah, she was nominated, so. Never seen it. Counts as a good movie. Okay. Uh, so it's Robocop, Total Recall, Basic Instinct, and Starship Troopers. Hollow Man. And uh, Hollow Man. But I'm, I'm getting rid of Hollow Man. Hollow Man's bad. Uh, oh. Showgirls is my five. Yeah, that's a good one. Uh, four is... By the way, Hollow Man, 27% Rotten Tomatoes. Four, I just rewatched uh, Total Recall, so I'm moving it to three. Robocop is four. RoboCop is is a uh, sh- could be good, but there's a lot of parts of that movie that are not good. It's just o- o- outdated. <laughs> yeah, a lot was, of outdated talk. It was like too long, and a lot of the scenes didn't make sense. Yeah, and then like the last shootout's not even that great. Meanwhile, meanwhile, the last uh, the recent remake of it, Hog Shit, that's a future contender movie. Yeah, I feel bad for that one. Uh, Total Recall is number three, and then uh, Starship Troopers and then Basic Instinct. Wow, really? Basic Instinct, I love. Uh, I just like how. Uh, Michael Douglas is a crazy person in that movie. He's a creep. Yeah. Total creep. Total horrible. Kyle, did you want to go? Uh, sure. Um, I'm going to do... Soldier of Orange no. from 1977. Total Recall is by five. 
Starship Troopers is four. Basic Instinct three. RoboCop and then Hollow Man. Hollow Man number one. Yeah, out of all his movies. Holy shit, we're doing Hollow Man for a Hall of Fame movie because it's twenty seven percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I, I knew it's bad, but out of all his movies, you love I'd rather it. Watch Hollow Man than. So that's your favorite Paul Verhoeven movie. Sure. Nick, you said what was your number one Paul Verhoeven? Basic Instinct? Yeah. You guys are out there. Starship's number two. Starship's number these one. Are, these are great options. First off, Starship's number one. A close second would be RoboCop. Uh, number three would be Total Recall. Number four, you're gonna you're gonna put in I don't I don't I don't care. I'm putting in Hollow Man, number four. And then number five, you got Showgirls. Uh Hollow Man I liked it just be just based out of the suspense what was your action. One? My number one was Starship Troopers. Yeah, wow. Yeah, Starship Troopers, the best Paul Verhoeven movie ever. Ever. I don't know. The, 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 the end of Starship uh, gets a little wild. Because they were trying to pitch it as a sequel. They are trying to make it as a sequel yeah. like the books. And someone didn't want to do that. Didn't they make? They did make sequels, though. RoboCop is his Yeah, he, Paul Verhoeven didn't sign on to it. But That's, he didn't. Yeah, he was okay. like, I'm not making this shit. Starship Troopers 2. <laughs> All right, we're putting it on video. Uh, his highest rated Rotten Tomatoes, what do you think it is? Basic Instinct. It's, uh, well, it's actually the fourth man, whatever that is. But, oh, uh, that's, yeah. That's uh, L, L is 91, and then uh, RoboCop is 90, and Total Recall is 81. Okay, that makes sense. I put RoboCop as number two. What's wrong with... What why, do you why, want? Why, what do you why, want? Why, why can't home <laughs> What do you want for saying that? <laughs> I'm just a big we fan of sexual tension beginning. that could end in murder, which is <laughs> all of Basic Instinct. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be this movie, too. It could have been. Should have Could have. Should have. Would have. Now it's time to play Give Boot. Uh, we're going to reboot Showgirls. We're going to make it good. You got you to gotta give me the updated plot, and you got to recast and read a uh, new director and everything. Okay. Showgirls takes place in Los Angeles now. Okay. Why? I don't know. It seems like the capital of the world. Vegas is kind of out, right? Shows in Vegas. It it would be like a stripper movie if it was that. It would be a magician movie. It's like <laughs> who's going to be the assistant to the magician? I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to reboot it, and it's called The Prestige. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's The Illusionist. <laughs> Speaking of Christopher Nolan, <laughs> we're back. We're at Showgirls podcast. Um, I'm going to set it in L.A. My main woman is going to be the lead. Female actress. I'm gonna. I gotta go. You gotta go a little young, younger. So uh, Zendaya. Zendaya is gonna do it. Wow. She doesn't. Not as much nudity, if any. I think that we could still play this pretty close. It's uh, she, it, Euphoria is crazier than any of this stuff, right? So. So uh, she she's the main woman. And it's the 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 plot lines a lot more linear and makes more sense. So we're gonna do that. At the end, she. I'm not gonna have Zendaya kill people, but unless she wants to, uh, the number two person she's trying to steal her spot is Emma Roberts. Emma Roberts. That's yeah. That's that's pretty good. That's pretty good. And then uh, Regina King is the uh, runs the show. Runs the show or she, is the show? No, she she. She's like the stage director? She's like, yeah, she's like the strings puller lady. The entertainment director. Yeah. Kyle MacLachlan. Yeah, she's Kyle MacLachlan. Regina King is Kyle MacLachlan. Interesting. She's kind of brutal, but like you kind of like her at some points, but then you realize that she's bad at the end. It's it's like a hardcore role for her. She's going she's turn, going heel. Hmm. Okay. I buy it. 
And then I like it. Sleazy dude, Mickey Rourke. Bringing bringing in Mickey Rourke as Monster for whatever face Rourke. Yeah, whatever we need him to be a, a oh creep bag for. God, he gets the shit kicked out of him at some point. And and we need a uh, a, a nasty a uh, plastic boy. Tom Holland is not the right. No, guy. no, no, not no. the right guy. You're not thinking right of Dandy guy. from American Horror Story. No, I'm thinking of uh, the uh, the kid from Stranger Things, the beautiful, beautiful Finn Wolfhard. No, the, the oh, lifeguard the, guy, the guy who dies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spoiler alert. Yep, that's my that's my movie. Great. That's a very long movie. It could be long. Kyle, do you have something? No, I'm not gonna. You son of a bitch. All right, you're picking for us because guess what? We're doing Showgirls, but we're going back to the heyday. 50s, 60s, 70s, pick your decade. It's glitz, it's glamour. It's about to be going down because it's the 50s, it's the 60s, and guess who the showrunners are? We're having a limited series. Created by Brad Falchuk and Ryan Murphy. It's Showgirls, the series taking place in the 60s, where we have an illustrious newcomer from an out-of-town Normal Ohio sort of situation. All right, that's enough, Dean. Well, you, um, you pigeonhole yourself in that you have to choose people Ryan Murphy likes now. Yeah, so you just yeah. have the normal <laughs> yeah, row of characters. Like, you have Sarah Paulson. You have Lily Robb. You have what's her Francis Conroy. You have all those people uh, all up in this business. You have Billy Porter, obviously going to be an amazing. Uh, dance director. Yeah, that's true. Emma Roberts is in yours too. Emma Roberts is in it. You got Dandy in it. You yeah. got all these people. <laughs> Emma Roberts quickly killed off by by the main character of Show. Okay, Girls. I like it. I yeah. like it. She got the quick cameo, a la Sin City. You get you get some tie names in there, immediately kill them off. Get some Game of Thrones action going over there. Limited series on Netflix, not gonna be a movie, ten part series called Showgirls. Okay. Yep. Taking place nineteen fifty nine, nineteen sixty nine, ten year span. So we know who won already. The, the I, world, I, I because these for, are both brilliant ideas. I did right, for Nick. pitching a movie. <laughs> Nick, I'm going to have to go with Stevens. Wow. That's not a movie. <laughs> it's a limited a movie. series. It's a limited series. We're I'd a movie podcast. We're not a TV <laughs> podcast. For the last time, we're, <laughs> we're a movie podcast. <laughs> it's a limited series, so it's like four or five We're episodes. a Hellboy podcast. We're a Cats podcast, <laughs> and we're a movie podcast. Number one overall. All right, all right, all right fine. You're going to get the Golden Trilogy from Brad Falchuk and Ryan <laughs> He thought outside the box, and then he had the whole song in the background. Yeah. It blew me away. I, I actually, it was <laughs> hours before this podcast was set to be recorded. I was like, oh, man, there's going to be so many times where I'm going to be like, da 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 And I didn't do it once, and I totally forgot about it until he started playing music, and I was like, fuck, that was my chance. <laughs> Yeah, Steven sold me. Okay, yeah. I mean, that's it. Actually, I would watch that in, in a damn second because it's not as, like an HBO series. Not as scary as his usual stuff, too. Or not as like creep, creep, creep. I don't have creep stuff. No, I mean, uh, Ryan Murphy. This is egregious. Whatever you say, bud. Like Murphy stuff. That's what I'm talking. All right. Eddie, <laughs> Bill, Izzard, Bill Murphy, <laughs> Bill Murray's brother. Hell yeah. Hey, it's Bill Murray's birthday, everybody. Uh, happy <laughs> happy birthday, birthday, Bill. Bill Murray. Be sure to listen to our previous podcast featuring Bill Bill uh, Murray. Not himself, but his uh, his movie, Larger Than Life. And uh, coming up, Spooktober. Oh, wow. Yeah, see, that was the thing I wanted to bring up. This is the original Spooktober movie, a la Scream 2. Like, this is, this, this is from Scream 2, where uh, uh, Jamie Kennedy's character says, what's your favorite scary movie? He says, Showgirls. Definitely, definitely scary. <laughs> That's I've scary never seen line. Scream 2. Wow, you're really uh, deprived. I didn't waste my time. I screamed like three or four in that in Scream 2. 
Maybe I have seen it. You probably oh, have. Brother, this guy stinks! But, final thoughts. Is Kyle? It is it better than the Big, big Green? My final thought about it, it no. is it's no, it's not better <laughs> no. than Big Green. It's definitely not. But not in the way you think. <laughs> it's not better than Big Green. Meaning Big Green's hornier? Because <laughs> of goats? Take it up uh, Take it up however which way you want. Rewrite the movie. 69, dudes! I'm going to give it a 20, uh, 21. 21? Barely legal? Barely legal. 21 or older. Even though Elizabeth Berkley, 20 in this movie. Yeah, that's crazy. That's kind of fucked up. That's a crazy fun fact. Real fucked up. She Um, looked older. Uh, I don't know anything. She looked 25. I don't know anything about women's ages, to be honest. No, we're 30. What do we know? We think think 30-year-olds are 20-year-olds and 40-year-olds are Uh, (laughs) 80-year-olds. Rewrate the... uh, Blah, blah, blah. Rewrate this movie. 30. 30%. 30%. You're putting it out of the Horrible. range. Kyle's giving it an 8. Uh, N-A. N-A. Not available. <laughs> Quote not available. Can't, <laughs> can't, can't go below zero. Can't go, go below zero. You're going Kelvin temperatures. Yeah, he's, yeah. Going, he's going below zero. Blurb it. N-A. Blurb it. I'll give you one. I saw this movie already. It's called A Star is Porn. Stay tuned. <laughs> Okay, yeah, not bad, not bad, not bad. Uh, show girls this movie so they know how not to act. Yeah. My name is Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I spit all over that spit mic. Spit take. No, I didn't. I spit right here. I love how long the pause is. Oh, no! <laughs> <laughs> We're done. Uh, recommendations. Kyle. Uh, the boys. Are back. Oh wow! It's on Amazon. The fourth time you referenced it during this. Guess podcast. who just got back today? Uh, I will recommend. Um, we did Lovecraft Country already, huh? Yep. Uh, I, I'm watching that Nexium show. The oh, the documentary, the, the Vow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The documentary series it's called The Vow. The yeah. limited series. It's a uh, weird. Kyle, uh, for the record, do you have Apple T Apple Plus? I don't. Ah, oh, fuck. I know. Uh, I want to put out. Sh- I don't know anyone. I want to call Apple out to Plus. a listener out there, who is Apple Plus? Yeah, I have two movies that I want to see on that on that service, and I just, I'll watch them with you. We can watch them together. You don't even have to give me the password. I'll come over. I'll sit six feet away from you. I'll wear my mask. I just want to watch Tom Hanks's boat movie and that uh, documentary. Boy that's State. All I, that's all I want to do. All I want to do. Boy State. Yeah. Uh, my real recommendation: Devil All the Time, the new Netflix movie starring Tom Holland, Robert Pattinson. Uh, oh, those two make me want to be a devil all the time. Yeah, and then with uh, my, you know, real horny. Get it? Bill Skarsgård's also in it. <laughs> uh, oh, the clown. <laughs> that's the clown. The clown fucking, is that back. fucking clown. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend it. It's it's not high high ratings per se on uh, Rotten Tomatoes, but great uh, acting performances, especially by Tom Holland. Tom Holland, underappreciated actor, shouldn't be in the Marvel universe because he's underutilized. Kyle, thanks for being a guest. Thanks for being a friend. Uh, Spooktober coming up. Uh, we have three movies. If you are a huge fan of any of these, let us know. Uh, first one might be booked already, but Practical Magic. Practical Magic is booked. We're talking about two different movies. What are the other ones? I still know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. And then the classic Chevy Chase, Dan Aykroyd romp. Nothing but trouble. Subject to change. Subject to change. Always. Uh, as we always say. We call keep, audibles. Keep it real. Keep um, it. Stay rotten. Keep it keep, rotten. Keep it. See you later. Uh, that, <laughs> see you later. That's what we say now. <laughs> well, see you later. Well, 
See you later. Some films are ripe, some films are rotten. We like our potatoes are rotten. You ought to film, but you can't even. But here comes Nick and Steve, and they break it down, they turn it out. And when it was oh you on the show, I want my money back. That was real rotten. Real fucking rotten.